you know, God knows all of our story, doesn't he? He knows all of our story. He has a plan for each one of us. All of us have a call of God in our life. God has a purpose, a plan for us. Tonight, I want to share a message uh, titled, uh, and um, it's a good message. It's titled, God First, Everything Our Second. God First, Everything Our Second. I, I started coming to this church when I was about 17 in my last year at high school. Sort of came in, and, and like this, I'd never been to a, a church like this before. I'd, I'd been to an Anglican church for a little bit, and I'd been to a few other churches, but never been to a church like this before. So there were many, many things when I came here that, um, that, were, that I thought were very, very cool. Uh, but there was one thing I, I remember. I actually remember Pastor Mike actually when I came in. The first time I came in and you were preaching, Pastor Mike, and you, you were standing up on the chairs waving your fist. And, and I remember you standing over about, about three rows back, I think, over the chairs that night. And I, I was thinking, my goodness, this is like one of those sort of American churches I've seen on TV. I don't know about this. But, but um, it, it was just, um, it, was, it was, when you start to see that um, it's, it's, it wasn't a show, it was actually, it was real and there was reality behind it. It, was, um, it was, became very safe to me. I remember one thing that I used to hear Pastor Mike say a lot, and, it, and it, 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 what it did is it, I heard him say it a few times, and, and, and something that sort of it hooked into me, and I still carry it today. And it's, it's sort of a, it's a thing that, um, one of the core fundamentals that motivates me today and, and, and continues to cause me to do the things that I do. And I remember Pastor Mike talking, when he and Pastor Joy, when they made their move from uh, Danny Verk, where they pastored a church and um, and looked after a Christian school down there, and they came up to Hastings. And it was a very difficult move for them. It was a, it was a, a, a real grief of letting go and coming up here. And, and it was, it, it, when they first heard about it, they talked about this before, they, it's something they didn't really want to do. But there's... And so, and so then there's the whole thing of, of even letting go of careers and, and that's just to pursue the call of God. And there's something that he said that continues to register with me today, and I've, I remember it many, many times, and, and I think about it many times. And what it was, he said, we made the decision. We made the decision to, to pursue the call of God, to do the work of God. And so there were, there were many challenges having a family with so many kids for them. But what they said is that what we said to God is that, God, we will build your house and we will trust you to build our house. God, we will build your house and we will trust you to build my, our house. You see, um, what they were saying is that, God, we will put you first. We will give you our very best. We will live our lives to please you, to do what you are calling us to do. Hey, God, we, we can, we, you know, we've got these other needs. We've got these needs for our family. We've got young, young kids. We've got a house and all that sort of stuff. But, what, but we're trusting God. If we put you first, and if we give you our best, we're trusting God for you to meet our needs, for you to provide for us. So tonight as I share this message of God first, everything else second, I want to say this. Just if we're, I'm going to throw four points out throughout this, but I say this. If we choose to put God first and give him our best, we can trust him to provide for us and to meet our needs. I'll say that again. So if we choose to put God first to give him our best, we can trust him to provide for us and meet our needs. And there's a principle in, there's a principle in that. 
is a principle in there. You know, we see it throughout the Bible. There's many places in the Bible. Uh, in uh, the uh, book of, of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 33, it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be provided. And so that is, the whole context is about, about being worry, worrying about stuff, worrying about having our needs met, clothing, food, shelter, and being anxious about stuff. But there's a principle in there that if we seek first God, if we put God first, then we can trust him to meet our needs. So seek first God and his kingdom and, and his righteousness and our needs will be met. There's a story in, in the book of, of Kings, First Kings, of the prophet Elijah. And he went to this place and was during it when there's a great drought in the land. And, and so God was leading him through this time. And he went to this place and, and there was this widow there, widow, it's called the widow of Zarephath. And that's where she was. And so what happened was she was in a terrible situation. She, was, she had basically had decided she had a little bit of flour left and a little bit of oil left. And, and so that flour and that oil, that was going to give her the opportunity to, um, to prepare one more meal. And she had decided in herself that once that flour and that oil has been used in that one meal, there's no more food for us and my son and I, we're going to starve. And so she purposed, we'll do this last meal. And she was preparing sticks and the prophet Elijah come along. At God's leading, and he asked her for a drink, and she, she, she agreed to get him a drink. So as she was going to get him a drink, he said to her, "Why you get me? Why you getting me that drink? Can you make me a cake as well?" She's thinking, "My goodness, like this is this. Well, I've only got this little bit. I give you this. There's nothing left for me." But she chose to put the man of God first. She chose to put God first in that situation. And because she chose to put God first in the situation, what happened was she stepped in to the realm of, of that, the, 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 the outworking of that principle. If we put God first, if we choose to give God our best, we can have confidence that he'll meet our needs and, and, and that there will be a flow of favor and blessing in our lives. So as she, as she said yes to the man of God, she said yes to God. And as she said yes to God, what happened was um, she stepped into a miracle. And, and, and the prophet said to her, because you've done this, what will happen as you do this, what will happen is that your jar of oil will never run dry and you'll always have enough food during the course of this drought. And that's what happened. Thanks, Sergeant. That's great. <laughs> you know, there's this thing, isn't there? What is it? There's this thing that, that would, would limit us. You know, we, we would hear this thing that we can trust God, we can put him first. We, we can trust God in our situations. But when the rubber hits the road and we're in that situation where, where, where things are tight and, or things might be difficult, that's when, that's when the, the challenge is there. Do we really trust him? That's when it is. You know, but, but the Bible says that God is faithful. God is faithful. That his word is true. That if God says something, he will do it. That if we, if there, we can stand on the promises of God and we can take the promises of God and we can take those promises to ourselves and we can make those promises our own. You know, we can take whatever's in the Bible. The Bible says, or God says, and, and in the Bible it says that God's word is alive and active. It's not just dead words. You know, that all scripture is God breathed. All scripture that God has breathed on that scripture. The scripture is him. And, and, and God even associates with the word of God saying that, 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 that he is the word of God. I mean, Jesus came. The Bible says that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. So God's word is so intrinsically close to God that it's pretty much God himself. That God's word and God, God is all, all through his word. So if God's word says is that we seek first his kingdom, his righteousness in there. We can have confidence that our needs will be met. We can have confidence that everything that we, that, that, that he, um, that we can be confident that we walk in blessing and favor. We can have confidence in that. I purposed in myself that God, and Louise and I have done this, and we, we, we purpose to do this in our family as well, that God, we will, we will live for you because I want to get to the end of my life. 
I want to get to the end of my life, look back at my days, and I want to see a life full of fulfillment. I want to see that as I look through my life, I want to see God's favour, his blessing interwoven with the events of my life. I have confidence that God will honour his word. I have confidence that I stand on his word and I confess his word and I believe his word that God is good, God is, 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 um, God is, is great, that God is um, faithful to his word, that if I seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, favour and blessing will come in my life. Jesus modelled it, didn't he? He modelled it at the cross. He modelled it. He, he, he basically, he came. And he came to the point of having to be handed over to the soldiers before the soldiers arrived. And he said, God, I don't want to do this. God, I do not want to do this. He's, he's saying, God, if we can, if there's another way, can this cup be taken away from me? But nevertheless, he said, God, not my will, your will be done. Not my will, your will be done. He modelled it that, God, I trust in you. God, I, I don't want to do this, but I trust that if I give you my life and I put you first, give you my best, I'm trusting that that is the best outcome for me. For each of us, when we make that decision to be a lifestyle, God, I put you first, God, I give you my best, uh, when we make that a lifestyle, we can have confidence that blessing and favour will go throughout, will be on our lives. It's interesting. It's interesting that we also see the salvation. You know, there's a, um, a salvation. So when we become saved, what happens is that you know, we, we come to a place where, where we where we look at um, we we come to a place of realizing that God, you're real. God, you you're drawing me to you, and we make that decision, Lord. I'm surrendering my life to you. Lord, I'm choosing to invite you into my life. And what happens is there, there is a, an opening of our heart. There is an, a, a rendering of our heart. And so what happens is, is that we effectively hand our heart over to the hand, to the hand of God. Say, so God, I'm giving you my heart. I'm, I'm coming into my life. That's what salvation is. We open up our heart. We, we invite, effectively invite God into our lives and say, God, I will live for you. So what happens is, with that, is that see, God wants the best of us. What is the best of us? It's our hearts. He wants our hearts. And so, I mean, if you have the heart, you have the man, don't you? If you have the heart, you have the man. In our, in our impact kids, I'm just going on a tangent here, but this is, I just, we've got to do this. I feel it. I've got to do it. And, and so what, what happens at impact kids there, I could go for a name, name a handful of leaders in that place who... who any time we had an issue, any time we had um, someone was down and I needed someone or needed, to, needed their help to do something, to, 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 um, to sacrifice something for me, they would do it. With a click of the fingers, they would do it. And so the reason for that, we had their hearts. So we had their hearts, we had their person, their hearts were open towards us. Their hearts were open and had embraced the, 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 the mission and what we were trying to achieve out there. Their hearts were embraced to God. And because their hearts were open and embraced, what happens was is that we had the people. So it's going back to salvation. When we come to God, we give him our hearts. We say, God, come have your way in me. And so we give God our best. And do you know what happens? God gives us his best. Salvation. So salvation, he gives us, he gives us first of all, eternal life. 
eternal life. We know that, that when we come to a place of accepting God, we know that, that there's a life beyond this life, and we know that, that, that we have eternity is in our hearts at that point. We know that our names are written in the book of life. We have confidence that, that outside this life, that where there's a life of eternity, living in, the, living in his glory, his kingdom, um, living in, in, um, in a great place, a great place. But more than that, uh, at salvation, what happens is he sets us free from the power of sin. These areas like loneliness, rejection, fear, they can hinder in our lives. At salvation, we have the ability to step into something new where God can set us free from those. So at salvation, what happens is, again, the same picture, when we give God the best of us, our hearts, what happens is God gives his best back to us. This message tonight, it just it, it burns at me. I'm just so I'm so passionate and I'm so hungry to see the people of God rise up and go after God, to rise up and go after God. And what happens is, at times, I feel grieved because there's a perception that that um, that sometimes that, that that as a church we can miss out on the best of God because because what happens is we can give, we can have a measured response to God. I'll come back to that just in a second. But, you know, the Bible says that God doesn't think the way that the world thinks. The Bible says that God doesn't think the way that we think. Now, in, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, it says that, that um, my ways are not your ways. He says that my ways are not man's ways. My ways are not the world's ways. That my thoughts are not the world's thoughts. That, that as high as the heavens are above the earth, my, uh, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, the world's thoughts, our thoughts. And, high than my, and as high as the heavens are above the earth, are my ways higher than your ways. So what happens is, is that the things, the way that God thinks is different to the way the world thinks. And so when you, with this whole thing of giving God our best, and God, I want to give you my best, God, I want to, I want to put you first and give you my best, is contrary to what we'd learn in the world. Now in the world, we have buying and selling, don't we? So if I go down to Harvey Norman today to buy... Uh, 50-inch plasma TV, and I'm looking at that TV, I'm looking on the walls, I'm looking for the best deal possible. I'm looking to get, my, get um, the, the biggest bang for my buck. In other words, I'm looking to exchange the minimum amount possible to get what I want. I'm looking to exchange the minimum amount of money possible to get what I want. See, that's the way the world thinks. We're looking for the sales, we're looking for the deals. We want to spend the littlest amount possible to get what we want. You know, and I'm an accountant, and that's, that's a good principle. When my wife operates that principle, I'm very, very happy. That's a great thing. And so, um, but when that starts to seep over into the other areas of our lives, where we start to, start to um, go after and want the things by exchanging the minimum amount that we can um, give to get it, that we can run into danger. And when it comes to the house of God, and when it comes to serving a God where he wants to be put first and wants us to give him his best, wants us to give him our best, got that right, what happens is if we are accustomed and our mentality and our thinking is, is when we serve God, we're going to start buying and exchanging. We want the promises of God. We want the favor of God. We want the presence of God. But we want to give the minimum amount possible to get that. Then what happens? We run right of the principle of God. And when we do that, what happens is we find ourselves all of us hitting a brick wall and not being able to achieve the things that, that we long to achieve. 
So when we start the whole back, so when we start the whole back a little bit, we're starting to give a measured response. And our attitude towards church can be a measured response. Our attitude towards God can be a measured response. And there's been, there's been I speak for myself here, there's times where I come into the presence of God. God, I want to feel your presence as quickly as possible. God, I want you to speak to me as quickly as possible so I can finish praying and get on with my life. And so I'm basically trying to give the minimum amount that I, that I can to get away with. I remember as a younger Christian wanting to make sure that I walk with God. And so to walk with God, I needed to pray. And so I, I tried to work out ways where I could pray I can make sure I pray just enough, but sort of um, I don't want to pray too much because too much would be less time doing something else. And so it was, it was sort of, it was, I mean, I was a mixed up guy at, at that time. Probably still am sometimes, but but but, but there's just that, there's that, that thing, okay? There's that thing, there's that thing that, that we, all of us, all of us, all of us are influenced by. You look at Cain. So the, you know, the Bible talks about Abel and Cain. Cain and Abel in the book of Genesis, um, they brought an offering towards God. Abel's offering was accepted. Cain's offering was not accepted. Why was Cain's offering not accepted? I've heard different reasons for that. One, it, wasn't, it, wasn't a, it should have been an animal sacrifice. Maybe that was it. But I can say this. I can say that, that Cain, when he brought his offering, it wasn't his best. It wasn't his best. His, his heart desire wasn't, wasn't to give God his best, to put God first to give God his best. Maybe he saw his brother Abel bringing an offering, thought, that's a good idea, maybe I'll do the same as well. I don't want to give him the best of my fruit, I'll just, I'll just pick this one, this one, uh, yeah, no, that's pretty good, maybe this one over here. But the attitude was not to give God his best. How was Cain's offering met? It was met with disapproval and rejection. God rejected his offering. And eventually it ended up in disconnection with God. I sometimes wonder... When I, when I, I sometimes wonder, and I, I, I've been at church for a, a whole number of years now, a whole number of years, and I've seen people come and go. I've seen people come into the, into the house, love God, and then, then they slowly, and sometimes they, you, you start to see it happening, they slowly move towards the back of the pews, and then they're sort of near the back, and then and they look a bit disconnected, then they're gone. And, and my heart grieves. And I sometimes wonder, um, and I was wondering, you know, when did that start? Did it start with a decision? God, I will give you a measured response. God, I, I, I will turn up to church on a Sunday, but the rest of the week's my week. You know, uh, uh, maybe it is, oh God, uh, I know I need to pray and read my Bible, but, but what I'll do, I've got, I've got a little devotional book and I'll just read the devotion and, and that's, that, that, that's it. Where did it start? I wonder if it started with a measured response. I wonder if it started for a decision not to put God first, not to give him his best. And so what happened was that, is that their offering and their life was met with an element of disapproval and an element of rejection of God because God was put second and God won't be put second. God will stand on the sidelines and wait for a rendering of the heart for, for him to be put first, but he, he won't be put second. He's a jealous God. He won't, he won't, he won't, be, he won't compete with, with other stuff. I wonder where it started. And so tonight I'm thinking maybe there's people in the room here. And as I'm speaking, as I'm sharing, you're, you're, just, you're just contemplating yourself. You're thinking, man, do I give God my best? Do I put God first? Or do I just put God into the box? So this part of, this part of my life is mine. This part of my life and time is God's. And, and as long as God's time doesn't approach on my time and, and God's um, thing doesn't approach on my activities, I'm happy. But if that's a measured response, ultimately it's going to lead to disconnection with God. Ultimately, it's going to lead to disconnection of God. See, God is passionate for us. He loves us. He desires a relationship with us. He'll never leave us 
nor forsake us. He will stand there and wait for us. He'll stand there, his arms will be open for us, and, and he, he desires to draw us with loving kindness, draw us back. But sometimes when, when our hearts turn, it's almost like our spiritual eyes turn, and we can turn away, and so we don't see God anymore. And without even knowing it, when we let our hearts turn, and we let other things become more important than God, there can be a walking away from God. And all of a sudden we look around and think, where has God gone? It's not that God has moved, it's just that we've allowed our hearts to be enticed away to other things. So first point tonight is if we put God first and give him our best, we can trust him to provide for us and meet our needs. Put God first, give him our best. He'll provide for us, meet our needs. Point two was living a measured life towards God will hinder our relationship with him. We don't want to live a measured life towards God. We don't want to live a measured life towards God. Point three, I alluded to before, but I'll just, just touch on it now. For God to have our best, he has to have our hearts. He has to have our hearts. If we're doing the church stuff, if we're doing the, the praise stuff or the serve, if we're serving, serving stuff, if, if we're doing the Christian thing, but he doesn't have our hearts, he hasn't got our best. For, point three, for God to have our best, he has to have our hearts. I said, if you have the heart of the man, you have the man. God has the heart of the man. God has the man. See, around every believer, there's a battle that rages. There's a battle. There's a spiritual battle that rages, and the battle prize, the battle prize, is the person's heart. Whoever has the heart has the person. You know, and there's many things that can come, can come to to um, take a place or a foothold in our heart. The Bible tells us we need to guard our hearts. We're not to give the devil a foothold. Not to give the devil the foothold in our life. We've got to guard our hearts. And so what happens is we can, we can fall into the trap of, of just allowing just, just, just a little bit of compromise here or allowing a little bit of compromise here. But what happens is when we allow compromise... And we allow a little bit of sin to seep in and we tolerate it and we don't quickly turn back and repent and, and get our heart right towards God. That thing can take a hold in our hearts. And so what happens is we might be able to, to oh, oh, it's got me for this part of the week, but then I, I come to church and I can repent, come back to God, but then I go back to it during the week. could be that. But what happens is our heart becomes compromised. And when our heart becomes compromised, it's a, it's a quick downward spiral. Quick downward spiral. I, I, I think, I think of, over my history, there were things that, 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 that captured my heart at times. I was big into gaming. I remember when I got my first computer, it was almost like everything I ever wanted in life. This was going back when I was at high school. Everything I ever wanted in life, I had it. Life was now complete. Life would be happy from now on. I just, and then when I got my first PlayStation, oh, flip, that was great. I remember, I remember, I remember, I tell you what, Going home from work early one lunchtime to play my new game. I always wanted a rugby game on the PlayStation. That was great. And so I went home and I played it and I stayed like an hour and a half from my half hour lunch break and I had sort of sneaking back into work. And, and so what happens is it grabbed a hold of me. So gaming was a big thing for me. Sport was another big thing. Sport was another big thing. But each of us, there are things that will compete for your heart's affections. There are things that will compete for your heart's affections. And so... The question is, in those things, will you put God first? 
Will you put in give God your best? See, a lot of those things, they're not bad. But if God's first and, and we give him our best, then, then God, it's almost like God can enjoy those things with us. God wants, he loves this, he, he loves it. He loves it. To see, he, he loves to bless us. He loves to bless us. There are other sin issues that he's not so happy about and he won't enjoy with us. And, and, and many of those, we know what they are. But if we allow those to get hold of our heart too, they get our heart affections. They'll get a foothold in there. They'll get a foothold in there. Just they come to finish tonight. I want to ask you a question. Sergeant, can we just take this down? I just want to ask you a question tonight. Has God got your best? Does God have your best? Do you want to get, do you, do you want to end of your life? When you get to the end of your life and, and near the end of your time, you look back over your life. What do you want to see? If you look back over the course of your history or the course of your days, what do you want to see? Do you want to see a life where, a life where, where, where things just didn't go well and there were sort of brick walls that came along and, and, and times where you're hot for God, not hot for God and times where, where there was success and there were failures and, and that? Or do you want to see a life where you look back and you think, God, I, I, I have the sense of fulfilment I have this sense of achievement where I've run the race and I've run it well. I've run for the crown. And I've made decisions throughout that time to, to honour you and to put you first. And even at the times where, where I allowed compromise to get hold of me and, and, and I walked in that, that for a little bit, God, I quickly turned back to you. God, and I, I repented and I walked back in, in that. Do you want to look back over your life and do you want to see God's favour, his blessing, all his goodness intertwined? What with the days of your life? Only comes as we give God our best, put Him first. It has many shapes, many forms. It's a heart issue ultimately. It's a heart issue ultimately. Tonight I want to ask what's in your heart? What's in your heart is God first. Do you give Him your best? He won't be second. I think so. I'm, I'm finishing. So. Yeah. He, he, um, he, won't be, he won't be put second. He's a loving God. He's a, he's a gracious and compassionate God. He's a God who is slow to anger, who abounds in love and faithfulness. But he's also a jealous God. He's so passionate and so loving, loving and, so, and so, um, so, he's so hot for us in terms of his love and passion for us that he won't be put second. His heart reaches out to us. Tonight I want to ask you where your heart is. This is what I want to do. I'd love everyone to close your eyes just for a second. Close your eyes just for a second. Maybe there's some people here tonight who don't know God or are far away from God. Maybe you, as I've, as I've spoken tonight and I've shared, you've just felt, you, you just know, you just know that you're far away from God. Or maybe you know that you've never made a decision to receive God. If that's you tonight, I'd love you to come to the front where I can pray for you 
and where you can get right with God. To do that, I need you to raise your hand. I need you to raise your hand. If you're far away from God, you're in a, you're in a state where you've actually walked away from Him, or you don't know God. If that's you, I need you to raise your hand tonight. See, God reaches out to us. He reaches out to us. Maybe there's others here tonight, and I feel there are others here tonight, where I just feel, I feel the word compromise. I just feel, I feel compromise. And I feel there's, there's people here tonight, and, and, and we're compromised as a people. We're compromised. There's this verse in the Bible that says that if I cherished sin in my heart, God would not have listened to me. If I cherished sin in my heart, God would not have listened to me. There's another verse that says, says, that tells us to delight ourselves in God and He'll give us the desires of our heart. But if I cherish sin in my heart, God would not have listened to me. I feel this compromise tonight. This is what I want want everyone to stand now, please. If everyone understands. And tonight, if you know that you're not in a good place of God, if you know that your heart is compromised, if you know that you have, have, have just allowed other things to seep in and God is not first, God is not the most important thing, I want you to come forward to the front tonight as the music team starts to sing in a couple of minutes. Okay, But I want you to come forward now. I want you to come forward now. If that's you tonight, come forward now. Come forward now. You know, I, I just feel it. And it's important that we make a response to God. It's important... It's important that we don't just hear it and we, hear, and we feel that God's on it and we don't make that response. If that's you tonight, I need you to come forward. I need you to come forward. Do it for you. Do it for you. God is reaching out to you tonight. If that's you tonight, come forward. Don't hold back. Come forward. Maybe there's others here and you, and you feel the conviction of God at this time. You feel the conviction and you recognize that even though you've, 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 you've purpose and you've meant well, you, you've been living a life, a measured life. You've been having a measured response. And, and you recognize that you haven't been giving God your best. You've been holding back a little bit. If that's you tonight, I want you to come forward too. We just go into the, just go into the music now. Just go into the song. Got the song. Let's just we'll just sing. We'll just ask for God to come now.